I've been. Uh, working, Is it okay if I start recording or Dan? Yeah, yeah, please. Yep. Yep. So oh, you're yeah. in California? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you in Canada or where are you located? Maine. I'm in Maine. Okay. But I lived in uh, Westminster, just south L South LA. Where Where are you? Um, I live in Granada Hills. I don't know where that one is. Okay, it's in the valley. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I lived just south of LA there for 10 years. Uh, worked at a dot-com startup there in the late 90s. Okay. And uh, got out of the zoo there. Yeah, it was fun. I, I liked it. But uh, just too many people. I moved back to my my hometown, Maine. Brought Brought the family back here to raise the kids in a little bit less crowded environment basically so, so so the startup company what what were you doing with that uh i was a system network admin took care of the took care of the computers nice. so you're, you're pretty versed in technology and all that. yeah i consider myself a techno hippie i like i like uh i like tech but i love nature too so uh I live in Maine where it's all 90% trees over here and and not very many people. So that's that's sort of that's how I was raised and I, I, I like it now. But so how about you? What do you do? Uh, well, I just working on the quadrant model. I think everybody knows about that who who are gonna look at this channel. Yeah, it's really interesting. You got something really interesting there. And I I, I didn't watch your whole video there, but I watched enough of it to go, man, this guy's right. You're right onto something. I, 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 you see it mapped right up, and and you, I'm sure you know. You see it. Well, everything you look at, you know, you kind of see how it lays out, right? Exactly. Yeah. This it's really all pervasive. This pattern. Yes. It's incredible. Uh, very, very mystical. There, there's, there's a supernatural element to it. Yes. People are turned off by that idea of supernatural, but you know, yeah, there, there's, there's supernatural, but then there's also natural involved in the supernatural. Yes. I mean, they don't have to contradict. There's there's limitations within reality, within a supernatural reality. Right now, I, I think that people are gonna have this this notion that if there's a mystic, then he thinks that everything is magical. And right now I can walk on water and do all that stuff. Maybe I could, I don't know. But the thing is, we do know that there is limitations in this existence. Um, and I forget what, what they were, but I was in a psychology class at UC San Diego, developmental psychology. And you and the guy was talking about magical thinking. How the in the pre pre operational stage with infants, um, yeah. four stages. But in Piaget's first stage, infants uh, don't have. It actually, this is debatable now. They think that they do have some some capacities for this, but they 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 have magical thinking where they don't have object permanence. So they think that magic can occur, yeah. object can disappear. And and the professor described that there's four, and I forget what they were, and I wrote them down in a notebook. But he said there were like four concepts or laws that are that build our reality and build the notion of magic, what's magical and what's not. And I, I forget what they were like. One was the fact that you can't go through walls. And but again, another quadrant example. And it's I'm not cherry picking because you you've seen the you've seen some of my stuff. You've seen maybe yep, some yep. Of my books. But but yeah, there there is within that within that meta logic. There's going to be things that are naturalistic, like the fact that a lot of people don't walk on water or go through walls. Right. 
but at the same time, we're in a reality where there, there is a kind of a logic and a kind of coherence that's built around some sort of a geometric, metaphysical, mystical uh, structure. Like, and that's now let me let me tell you how I went about mine because I'm uh, what I what I what I went from is only what can be proven. So ignoring anything mystical and who knows how much is true. There's, there's like you said, you, you get a rejection when you talk about that. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in what can be proven that you can prove to someone else that they'll accept as true. That, that's what I, that's, that was what I, my whole intent of this was. And the, the, uh, what this came around was, was just on Facebook. I developed it on Facebook, talking to people, trying to figure out why is there such a dramatic divide in opinions? You know, politics is a big part of it, but it's not just politics, it's everything. The, uh, where do you diverge from what you can prove and what you believe? That's, 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 that's that was what was curious to me. So for me, it was uh, only what can be proven. And if you, if you follow that rabbit hole down, the only thing that exists is energy fields. Everything you know, all, everything that everything that exists is an energy field connected to another energy field. You know, that's what atoms are. That's what a piece of wood is. Just a bunch of energy fields that feels like a piece of wood. So there's time and there's energy, and that's it. That's all you really have to work with. And energy ex is expressed in different ways materially and, and psychologically and all, all sorts of things like that. But at the bottom, you know, if, for physics, there's physics and then what you think about physics, uh, your opinions of how things play out in the world, that, that's your own thing. But what, what can be proven is what the objective part of, of reality. So that was the basis of, I, don't, I reject all dogma, anything that can be proven, I don't want anything to do with that. That's, that's how I started out. I just want, and what you end up with is people get to a point where they believe things that they can't prove. They, they, they feel like that's the right thing or they believe someone that said that that's true. And that's ultimately all you have to work with is what you believe is true. So that, that's a little bit of a paradox for when you start talking about uh, what needs to be done, how do you convince someone to do something? If, if you don't like what they're doing, how do you convince them that something else is right? So then you bring out your examples and then and, and argue about things that way. So what I ended up with, if, if I could, let me show you the, uh, the model. Because I tell you what I need is to have someone, ref someone see it. And I know your model is going to map right in. Because what I found is... What mine is, it's a, I, I, what I think, and I don't think it can be any simpler, it's the most reductionist format of reality into two dimensions that you can get. So it has the full spectrum and the grayscale. So that's your full range of vision. And the circle represents what you think and the square represents what you do. So there's the psychological and the physical, and that's it. So there's physics and what you think about physics. So your emotional response, you know, the feelings of pain, pleasure, all those things can be mapped to uh, the universal format there is just the color. That, that, that's where the color comes in is red is the worst, violet is the best, green is neutral. So your emotional response is where are you on that continuum of responding to your environment? Does it make you mad? Does it make you happy? <clears throat> Does it annoy you? All those, all those feelings are mapped to the, to the spectrum. That's, that's where that comes in. 
Uh, let me just show you. Yeah, one, one thing I want to mention in terms of you were mentioning about belief. Yeah, you can't extract consciousness and belief in the observer from reality. And we don't know how much your belief affects reality and how much reality affects your belief. Right. And, right. That's. And there's very interesting interchanges there. Um, and, and again, like it's all one dynamic organic system. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into the mystical stuff where I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll just believe that you're, you're healed and your cancer is going to go away. And because that can become like blaming the victim and, and it, it can become, it can become absurd. Yes. But at the, at the same time, I'm not going to deny that belief is inextricably linked with existence and you can't separate the two. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where are the lines? That's, 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 that's the, that's the part. Now, personally, not mystical guy. I'm not, I'm not really interested in that. I consider myself agnostic to say that there is no God or there's nothing supernatural. I think that's foolish to believe that there's nothing else there because there's so much evidence there is. And it's what you choose to, it's what you choose to ignore to come to the conclusion that there is nothing beyond here. So but, you know, there's no proof either. So for me, in my mind, I, I leave that leave that door open. At the same time, I don't, it doesn't change how I live, whether it's true or not. That, that That's sort of where the way I live is the way I, I think is the right way. And most people do that. Now, what you what what goes on before and after you die, I don't know. And I can't prove it. No one else can. So... That's where I wanted to separate rational argument from a from a dogmatic belief system, and that's that's what that's sort of the goal of this was to find a way to communicate without fighting about things that uh, that can't be proven. Why why would you argue about something if if you can't even prove it? Why are we arguing about it? So that that was sort of the, my my intent as I as I was developing this uh, a way to communicate to bridge the you know, the cultural divides and the political divides, you need to have a common language, a common way to, to something that you can both agree is true. So what you end up with is, an, is in an argument, you separate the emotional quality of an argument and map that to its own discrete communication device, which is the, the spectrum. Okay, given this scenario, this, you don't like it. Okay, we'll put you at yellow, orange, how mad are you? Oh, are you really mad? Okay, close to red. Well, you aren't so mad that you're going to uh, hurt me, right? Okay, no, good. So you're orange. You're really upset with this with this scenario. Okay, now I feel like it's a good scenario. You think it's bad, I think it's good. So for me, my color is blue. I think it's good, you think it's really bad. Now let's talk about the objective facts. So for me, the, you, you separate the rhetorical the rhetorical value of an argument consists of the objective truth and the emotional value of, of the way it's expressed, of the, of the, the communication. The, the rhetorical value is, I mean, the emotional value and the objective value is what you have. So if you separate out the emotional value, map it out, all of a sudden that, that takes rhetoric, that splits the atom of rhetoric into its components of, of uh, 
emotional and objective. So once you do that, then you can talk about the objective and argue about which objective points do you want to talk about. That's 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 room for argument. But to talk about how mad you are or happy are that that's something else. And that's what I see the value of this is is a way to objectify and find the things in any argument there are compromises that will at some point you have to get along you have to find the point where their mindset at least they aren't bothered by your solution that's where you get into government and all sorts of things where you have to find a way to communicate and do things as a government that at least you don't have people burning down buildings or uh, attacking the capital somewhere in between there is a good government because what we have what we have isn't it so what I see this as is a, a way to take the temperature of the argument, map it, and then talk about what, how to fix that temperature. That, that's, that's what I want out of this. Yeah, that, so, so what I'm uh, getting from this is that you're approaching and, and you're trying to, you're dealing with the psycho, like psychological aspects of or, or or mental mental aspects of how how the mind how beliefs emotions and everything influence reality and how they're both interacting and yeah the, definitely i i do uh i deal with that a lot in the quadrant model with the with the first like the sensation perception response awareness belief faith behavior belonging second quadrant thinking emotion doing dreaming third quadrant contemplation passion flowing knowing is the fourth and yeah, our we we have we have different beliefs and uh, but there is in, in in the in the quadrant idea, the the notion of the quadrant model is that the somehow in 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 some way and and there has to be some sort of uh, extra mundane influence involved in this. Um, the differentiations that end up manifesting like the different religions, the different, like for instance, there's the four main cults of Christianity or there's the four main world religions. And yeah. there's the four, and so somehow these, uh, yeah, there's always a spectrum. I like your, the word of spectrum. And, and I noticed you do that a lot in super Libricks. You, you look at things through the spectrum, but there's also discrete, uh, distinct aspects and somehow the the way that these different manifestations pr uh, promulgate or or the, or, or the way that they um, express themselves is through this quadrant pattern you, you'll find this three plus one pattern everywhere so that's that's what the uh, you know I, I'm trying to uh, I guess it might not even be necessary to understand why I just am looking at what is. Yeah, so that yeah, exactly. That's it. So the the, the why that's where uh, that's what I found interesting is the way people think they want to understand why everyone wants to know why because you want to understand your world. If something happens that you don't understand, well, the world is a scary place. If you don't understand, like like the magical thinking, if all of a sudden someone walked through a wall, whoa, what's going on? Some what I perceive reality to be isn't what I thought it was because some person just walked through a wall. That would be truly shocking. And it doesn't happen. There would be magic. Um, so if you don't know why, 
then you don't understand your world. And that's, that's, that's a, that's a hard place to be in. So what I see is you, you are forced or your mind forces you to come up with an explanation because you don't know why given the facts that you have, you don't know why it happened. So you make up stuff. You have to in order to understand your world. And if you have, this is where all the conspiracy theories and things come in is in the realm of physical possibilities, how could this have happened? Well, it must be because X, Y, or Z. You assign the values. That or someone else explains it to you and it makes sense to you. Okay, I'll take that. I buy it. So that's the, uh, that's where, you know, this is where it gets a little, a little deep into the, social media and, and mass communication right now you've got the ability i mean right now you're in california i'm in maine we're talking to each other like like we're in the same room that's magic right any other time in history this would be magic it's not now it's all oh, it's electrons and i got a wireless signal here you know it all makes sense to us but you could not convince someone in 1700 that it was not magic there's no way you could convince them that it wasn't magic because <clears throat> given what they understand of reality it would be it would be impossible so it's magic but we live with magic all the time so it's not magic to us it just makes sense because we understand the laws we have got devices and things like that so that's that uh we we flipped we we live in a time of magic by any other measure it would be magic now it's just normal and now we get irritated if our internet's slow so <laughs> we're, we're past magic fascinating yeah it, <laughs> But but what's amazing is how reality can make you think it's not magic. And I, I look at that like I look at that always through the perspective of a dream. How in a dream, your your frontal lobe is is shut down, so you can't dif differentiate. Oh, I'm in a dream. I think this is real. And and somehow reality does an amazing job in in keeping people uh, preoccupied with their beliefs that it's real. <laughs> okay. So okay. So here's here's where. But, but Dan, uh, Dan, I, I gotta, I gotta let somebody in my place really quick. One second, somebody yep. just called me. It's okay yep. if I do that real quick. One second, I'm so sorry about this. Yep. So sorry about that, Dan. Someone had to get at my apartment. Yeah, no problem. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. What were we saying? We were talking about. Oh uh, well, this is where, uh, like I said, the goal was specifically to steer away from any kind of, any kind of mystical or any kind of uh, separate completely from any kind of thing that which may or may not be true as far as. Uh, uh how much how much can you create your reality how much how much of it what is is what is reality to me those are those are questions you know they're interesting to me at some point uh, i like talking about those things sometimes but when you come down to having a conversation with someone else you can't communicate because they'll say well they, you believe in that so that's the end of that conversation you you can't you can't communicate fully if someone doesn't thinks that you you believe things that they don't you see what I mean? So the the point was to specifically steer away from any of that, which may or may not be true. That's where, I, like I said, my agnostic side says, "Look, I don't know. You, you things things that you say could be true, 
on the other hand, you can't prove it to me and you can't prove it to the other guy. So let's stop talking about that. And that's where you get into religion. And I, I want no uh, argument with religion because I, I, I'm very respectful of it. Those are deep-seated truths in different ways. I, I, there's no disrespect for me at all to that because they're, they're very important. And religion is what got us here this far. So you can't say religion, you, anyone that picks on religion, I think is a foolish a fool. You can you can say there are people that are that do bad things, of course. But uh, to pick on religion, I think is foolishness. You've got your own fantasies, and uh, if you think religion is a fantasy, well, that, that's your own opinion. Let's let's leave it at that. So everybody's steer, having steer. everybody's having a fantasy in some way or another, and and there's a scientific fantasy. There's a you know religious fantasy. There's a all of it's a fantasy in a way, but the way i see it is it's a fantasy but it's there's a unity and a logic behind it and that's somehow the quadrant's being expressed and, and like even religions that's like that's a second quadrant field of inquiry and yeah. it has characteristics that are that are going to be uh you know reflected in the second quadrant it's homeostasis and yeah. it's it, it's actually not very rational but that's the way the second quadrant has to be second quadrant is mm -hmm. always kind of like magical oriented in and not the third quadrant is when we get into the rational so, I mean, to, to, for a lot of people, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense unless you really got through the quadrant stuff. But yeah, everybody has, has uh, it's like everyone's having like a collective hallucination and all the, and yeah, people have a little bit of variety within their hallucinations and they think that their hallucination is superior, but it all fits together in one beautiful ensemble. And that's what the quadrant model says. And that's why, and, and, and I think that kind of Ken Wilburn talked about this too, is, yeah. is people talk about pluralism and they say, no, everybody has a different opinion and there is no one truth. But the quadrant model says there is one truth, but all of these different opinions fit into this composition. The yes. Composition. Yeah. This is interesting because you you you've you've gone down a different path and come to the same the same model. So you've got a uh, an objectified subjective reality trapped in a box. There is what you have, and I do too. So that, this is very interesting to me, as we have we both then. We've gone down, you know, different paths and come to the same the same conclusions and expressing it in a little bit different ways. This is very interesting to me. So here's where here's where, uh, and I'm going to look more into yours because because I'm I'm on your page here. I got to find uh, what I found is and in yours too. You you can see how yours will map to anything else, right? You can take any 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 state and map it to your model. Same with same with mine. Now here's where mine and and uh i'm always hesitant to put myself as oh well i figured it out i don't see it that way i i'm bright enough but every day i i i, I meet and talk to people objectively smarter and very very advanced in certain ways that that you know i i never hope to i couldn't hope to achieve so i'm very humble in that way that i i i know what i've got but i also know that i'm just a very limited in my own my own capacities and I depend on others here to to help me get this out here but what mine has the the that one aspect of subtracting the emotional value from an experience and mapping it to an objective color bar just that one thing the only axiom is red is bad green is neutral violet is best that's it so it, it transcends language it transcends uh Culture, as long as you can agree that red is a bad and the green is neutral and purple is a best, okay, that that's it. 
what do you feel about this? What do you feel about it? It reduces uh, the entire experience into a single color. Is it good or bad? Is it neutral? Now you can pass this out on uh, the, the commercial value here for this is YouTube. As you're watching a YouTube video, where are the good parts? Mark the good parts. Oh, this part I didn't like at all. This part was uh, really interesting. These, you can map your emotional response to video, to audio. If you listen to a podcast, you could have the uh, have it right there as, you, as you're listening. Have it on your phone. Hey, mark this spot right here. The, we're in this problem where there's so much information and it's so easy to create, generate information. Well, how do you qualify that? You can, but there's so much, you can't even qualify it all. So mark the parts that are good. Other people will either reinforce it or they'll, they'll, they'll disagree. Well, you really like this? Well, I thought it was stupid. And here's why. Here's why you're wrong. So th there's your Facebook wars. There's the Twitter wars. There's a given fact. And some people love it. Some people hate it. So there's the emotional response. It's, it's in the form of I'm going to tweet about it and say how much I hate you. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post this picture of whatever. And th th that's all emotional response manifested by a tweet, by a thumbs up, by uh, clicking the heart. All those are, are ways to manifest your emotional response to a given input. So if you reduce that manifestation to a single agreed upon standard, which is also intuitive, by the way, you know, stop, stop signs are red. Blood is red. You know, you, careful. It's, it's, it's already instinctual for most of humanity. Green, green is neutral. You got nature. Trees are green. So there's not even much of an argument to be... If someone's arguing against that, well, what else are you going to use? If you, if you pick numbers, what if these people don't use numbers? I lived in the Amazon for a while. They, they don't even have numbers. Are you going to, do you want to elicit a, uh, do you care about their opinion? Well, there's a good, there's a good argument right there. Do you want to go into the jungle and disturb these people? That's, that's an ethical argument. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of, a lot of the, like the ancient people, they, they would count up to the number three or the number four at the most. Then more, the bunch, it's just a bunch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, numbers are, you know, it's an invention and it's a useful one. <clears throat> now, one thing, uh, one thing that's curious to me is, I, actually, I wanna hear your opinion. I don't believe numbers have ever been used without monetization of them. Is that true or not? I don't know the answer to that. Without monetization? Yes. Because from what I understand, numbers were developed to keep track of things that were too many that you couldn't you couldn't picture them and communicate to someone else. How many, how many how many barrels of wheat do you have? A whole bunch. You don't have three or four, you have a whole bunch. And you gotta keep track of that so for your population, you know, thousands of years ago. So they had a number system to be able to take care of that. Well, you gotta keep track of it so that you know the right people have it and not a people, you know, the 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 way to handle handle things. The numbers give you a handy way to handle big things that you couldn't do with just your brain. So, uh, that's interesting. I know that numbers are, are linked to the body, like language. Cause thinking is, is linked to the physical body because thinking is the third in the third quadrant. We're getting into the physical realm. And, and so that's the reason why people say we have a base 10 system because we have 10 fingers and 10 toes. But also some people say we have, some people had a base 20, some people had a base four system. So there's different stuff. But yeah, I think, 
I would guess that they had numbers before monetization. I would, I would guess that because the reason why I would say that is because they study these like tri tribal societies. I don't know what, what they use for money, but I would just guess like they, they would be talking about Buffalo or something and they would say, okay. And again, they would only go up to four. They'd be like, okay, there's three Buffalo or there's four Buffalo or there's many. Yeah. And, 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 and what, and what they, what they, what they discovered is, yeah, most of them only go up to four, even in like the, I think it was, a, it was maybe it was Sanskrit, but one of those Indian languages, yeah, the word for four was three plus one. Interesting. That's, huh. that's, yeah. that's where, that's where I, I guess it was like, one of, maybe it was Kotter or one of those words. It comes from that word, just like, like it was a derivation of the word three plus one. Oh, interesting. And there's, yeah. And, and the idea is, um, and even like our, our minds are, are hardwired to subitize things above the number four, they say. So like we, we could, if we, if we see, if we see four things, we can easily distinguish. Okay. That's four. Or, or if we see th th three things, very easy to distinguish. Okay. That's three, yeah. four things. We, there's a little more difficulty Four is always, we're getting different. It's always transcendent one, two, three, yeah. super simple. But once we get to five, now people like, uh, precipitously or exponentially drop in their um, accuracy. Of Interesting. Yeah. Things. Yeah. So, but again, now people are going to come up with all these explanations. Well, it might be because of evolution or no, 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 it's because God made it that way or it's because, but yeah. the quadrant model is just some, for some reason, in the mis this mystical reality where we're, everything's a quadrant or the yeah. quadrant expression itself is dominant. But, um, But yeah, well, so let me, let, me, let me tell you, uh, just because I, I see, I see you're a very thinking person here, and I'd like to find some way to kind of integrate what we got going on here. Because uh, I'm looking through your website, and it's just like this guy lines up right, right, you know, right in tune here. We're right, we're right in tune about almost everything, single thing. Mine just has that one little aspect of the of the color. Now that color, this is where you know, and I'm, I've been working with a with a few different scientists, and uh, I'm working with a couple of people that with AI. Once you take the emotional value in a standardized format, take the objective happenings, take the emotional quotient. That's reason. That's 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 how you reason. Because you do things for why do you think why do you do things the the why of things becomes apparent. Well, I do this because well either I'm better off or someone else is better off that I care about. That's why I do things. That's it. Because you find out the why uh, using using that standard color model. There, you can train AI how to reason. That that's where that's where this is going at the at the deep end here. And I and I'm I'm working on this right now. I've I've been talking to a bunch of different people, but I haven't quite gotten up to the tip top there. But YouTube, you use it for your YouTube videos. Hey, I like this part. You know, AI would be able to find out, well, this person likes this. Oh, this kind of person doesn't like this. Well, why do they why do they differ? What is good if this person likes it, this person doesn't? Well, if you you've traced back the whys, you then you get into the psychology and why why people think the way they do. But um, this will be used, uh, Google's a good example. Right now, Google's job is to read your mind to send you an ad. That's it, that's their business model. Read your mind, find out what you look for and try to find an ad that you'll buy something from, that's, that's it. 
So what happens when you buy it? Will you still get the ads for it? That's, that's, the, uh, that's the part where, okay, you're pretty good, Google, but how come you don't know that I already bought it? So using the same model here, the, you can- Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that's interesting. You can weigh it against. You can say, okay, I got an ad. I don't like this ad anymore. I already bought it. Thanks, Google. You read my mind. Stop giving me ads for this. Try to sell me something else at least. Uh, I heard they, they predicted a, a, a woman was pregnant, a girl was pregnant, and the dad- because they were sending her like, uh, or one of these malls that they, they had that predictive uh, computer program or something. I don't know what they use exactly, but but they they guessed that this woman was pregnant. So they're sending her all this, uh, these like brochures about babies and stuff. And the dad got extremely angry and he went there and he was saying, "Hey, you're trying to influence my daughter <laughs> to, to have a child." But then but then it turned out that her daughter was pregnant. Daughter was, like he was gonna sue and everything, but then she was pregnant. Yeah. Google knew before the dad. What kind of messed up world is that, right? <laughs> so, so that's 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 generally just a little bit terrifying. I mean, that that's a good example. I, I hadn't heard that one, but that's one of those ones where supposedly, you know, whatever the relationship, it, it was the father you said of the daughter. Yeah, the dad, yeah, the father. Yeah, so that's got to be really troubling. I mean, think think about the emotional uh, stress of that. Where you know your dad, you, you worry about your daughter, and then what just happened there? Google had an interaction with his daughter that was more personal than he did, and it was it was his own daughter. That's a messed up world you're living in. If that's true, and it was, she was pregnant, right? I mean, assuming that story is all true, I you know, I got uh, it. From a, I got it from a like a a popular. It's it's a well respected psychology book. Yeah, and well, here's a trick. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's completely conceivable. Conceivable. There's a good joke right there, right? But uh, it, it's totally possible and likely that that would happen at some point. You, you know, so we're in this weird world of technology where the tech is more advanced than your own personal communications that you have with the people that you know and love. That's that's wrong. There's something wrong there, and that's why you have people that are worried about the the singularity of. AI is gonna Skynet and Terminator and all those all those things that uh, the sci-fi stuff. You where know, does, I, where does I it think, all end? You know, I think Dan, maybe we're already in that singularity and it's already happened, like you know, a thousand times or a million times or yeah, infinity times. Because well, like really, really, when we get into me me metaphysical aspect, it could be infinity times because we, we can't wrap our minds around the true nature of reality, and, yes. and the past is affecting the present, and the present's affecting the future, and the future is affecting the past, and and none of these this isn't our limited you know lower conceptions of reality yeah yeah so so here's where um you know like i said my my whole objective was to be able to have a con rational conversation with someone regardless of their belief system because there are some people saying well this is a this is a simulation and who knows maybe it just got booted up this morning right you, you can't prove otherwise so given that state that you can't prove otherwise, okay then, well, let's find a way to communicate that will accept that model. So if we're in the matrix, maybe we are, you can't prove otherwise. So let's take that, run with that one. Okay, if we are in the matrix, what is true? Well, come help me dig this ditch because I got to get, some, you know, whatever. That's that's uh, that's the, the end of it is, well, what are we going to do together? It might be a simulation, but I'm still hungry. You know, you, you those... Those arguments are for philosophers to to talk about all day. Hey, oh, hey, Dan, I, I gotta apologize for this because uh, my mom called me earlier today and told me that she was sending a 
a carpet cleaner to my place. So, so if there's noise at any time, it's because there's a carpet cleaner here. Yeah, yeah, no but problem. I didn't know that it was going to be at this time, and yeah. Uh, yeah, no problem. Um. Anyway, oh, so let me tell you, uh, let me tell you what what we're in for here, because because I know what I have here. It's 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 the holy grail of 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 technology. It's the interface, the emotional interface between humans and tech. That's what we have here. It's a it's a language that machines can understand because they can see color. AI can see color. You can see color. When you say red is bad. The machine will understand, will learn, oh, red is bad, green is neutral, purple is good. Okay, so here's the here's the big the big layout is, I know what I have. It's worth infinite money, theoretically. So I, if this is the matrix, well, I hacked it. This is, this is the math to it. This is how it works. It's free. You know, it's just a theory. It's a bunch of colors. What am I going to do? Patent, patent the rainbow? Can't do that. So the, the whole idea of this is, here it is. This is how it works. It's free, public domain, open source, human nature, use it however you want. However, if you make money using this system, put 10% of the profits, not no money that you have right now, only the benefit that you derive from using this system, and you will use it because it's the simplest way to transfer the emotional content of a state to another, to communicate that. It's the simplest, most the, the, the easiest, cheapest way to do that. There's no other way. You can use vibrational patterns. There's other ways, but the uh, it works on every computer. It works on uh, every, everything in the world could use this, and it's the simplest way. So it will be adopted. 10% of that money, if you make money using this, 10% of that money goes into the, the imp, the ideological money pump. And what that is, where we're setting this up right now is, when Google, YouTube, Facebook, all these people use this kind of system, they're already using a system. This one's a little bit easier. That's why they're going to use it. Not only that, AI can use that to map out and predict human behavior better than it did before. Not only that, it's a way for you to interact with the algorithm. So when Google sends you an ad that you already bought, you can say, Red, I don't, I don't want to see that anymore. I already bought it, Google. Thank you. I don't want to see that ever again. Okay, they'll send you something else. But that money is to be spent in public. Now, using the same system, one of the, one of the things is the, the Q vote. And that's all it is. is it's, it's just a color bar. So you're asked a question. What's your emotional response for this question, for this proposition? What do you think about this? What do you feel about this? And where that'll be valuable, we're, we're, we're headed for the UN with this, is an e-governance model of, you know, politics right now. It's a mess because all of a sudden all the peasants can talk. And before, if you were in a position of power, you could hide your, you could hide yourself from the peasants or separate yourself. You know, you have a moat around the castle. You didn't have to worry about the peasants too much necessarily. Well, now we have digital peasants. Everybody sees what's going on. Government doesn't know what to do. And, and how could they? You know, the, the world's complex. And now you have these corporations that can come in and they can just decimate an area legally. It's all legal. They can, they can just take over a whole... 10,000 acres and do what they want with it. They can, they can shave a mountain top down because there's stuff underneath that they want to sell. So what's to stop that? Because the laws aren't there. The laws aren't there to stop it. So what this does, the, the Q vote, it's a way to just using existing technology, cell phone, PC, whatever. What do you think about this, this category here? Whatever it is. And now the way it... The, the valuable part is it separates who is physically affected and who isn't. If you're physically affected by 
uh, I'm in Maine. Here's, here's a good example. In Maine right now, they want to run a power line through Maine from Canada to Massachusetts going right through Maine. Now, who benefits? Well, Canada benefits because it's selling electricity. Massachusetts benefits because it's going to be cheaper electricity than what they have right now. What happens to Maine? Well, they chop down a bunch of trees and run power lines where it used to be nice, pretty forest. Now it's a big power line run down there. Is that good? I don't know. Are we gonna, is it gonna benefit Maine? I don't know. Uh, presumably they'll save you a couple cents on your electric bill. Is that enough to cut down all those trees and uh, uproot a bunch of different uh, animals and stuff? You know, I'm, I'm a nature lover. I'm not, I'm not a fanatic. I'm not, I'm not the point where you have to save every single thing. You can't, you can't progress. You can't progress because of the animals are more important. I'm not that way. I know there's a balance there somewhere. But at the same time, I'm not sure that running a 300-mile corridor through the middle of Maine is such a good idea either. Anyway, so what you do, you, you ask people, what do you think about this? And what you'll see is the people who are physically affected, their vote will be weighted more than someone who's not physically affected. Why not, right? If, if you're a thousand miles away, I don't really care what your opinion is on a power line going through my backyard. It, it, what you think, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect, it doesn't affect you. Why we do have, I care? We have, we have state and, and I was just listening, like the Federalist Papers, they kind of, the American, American uh, Democratic uh, Republic is like, is, is really interestingly constructed where they, they kind of took into account all of these things. It made, made a really, really a complex, like sophisticated system where they use like the federal and the state level and checks and balances and so that you have a voice but then also the federal could have a voice and 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 if the federal gets too powerful then the states and i i kind of like that this this the american model in terms of its flexibility and the yeah. way it can it can uh react to uh to what's optimal in different situations yeah that's it's it's you know i'm I'm a, I'm an American myself, and so I'm biased in that way. Yeah. But show me a better model. You know, we've been around for a couple 250 years, and it's it's it seems to adapt pretty well until now. Because now, what happened? Now you have uh, you have electricity. You have you have a way for communication, instantaneous communication all over the country, all over the world, all of a sudden it's, it's, it's not bound by physical proximity. Yeah. Well, unlike think, anything I think, before. I think Dan, I think, I think that models like the quadrant model in the super Librix, what you're working on and all these things aren't arising. It's not a coincidence. It's, I agree. This is what's necessary for the next stage. And, and I, I think that I, I, you know, I, I tell myself and I, I boast to myself that I screwed up, that I should have done a better job uh, getting it out there and, and, no, I, I, I think that the, you know, I have kind of a faith that the universe is working things out and knew what I needed to do and, and it knows what you need to do. And it's, you know, again, it may be not, but I think that things are, are working together in some sort of, uh, to our benefit. And I yeah. think that these, these, yeah. these ideas are going to really promote what's, what's necessary for, for the, the next stage of, of, development in this matrix well let me tell you what the <coughs> what's happened now like i said when i say these things it's through the, the through the lens of the theory and i don't think it can be disputed 
But if you watch the patterns right now, government doesn't have real control. It's money. Money is the number one. And, and you know, maybe it's always been that to some degree. Um, but money transcends borders. Money does what it wants. If you've got enough money, you can do anything you want, basically, as long as you don't... Uh, you know, you can kill people and get away with it. It's legal to kill people. And even if it's illegal, if you have enough money, you can get out of jail. Not always, but to to a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty big extent, you can bend all the you can break all the laws of society and be just fine if you have enough money. That is. Yeah, that's definitely true. And and that's so and that stuff like that needs to be addressed, you know, and and, and that's well, why he, the, the, our systems need to evolve yeah. and, and progress. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I see. This is uh, and and you you're working on you weren't like I said we're working on parallel paths, and mine happens to have that one little thing that's necessary. That that it's the bootstrap for this. The, the it's to boot this up is because it's worth all sorts of money, because it's exactly what Google wants. It's exactly what YouTube wants. They all want to read your mind. Well, here's a way. I'll let you read my mind. I'll tell you what I think. Just make sure you listen to me. If you don't. Well, you're doing your business wrong. So it's uh, money's running the world. Well, money wants this. Money wants to be able to communicate information, communicate quality. It, it's the free market of ideas. You have that with the internet. And this is a way to qualify those ideas because there are infinite ideas now. Uh, since we've been talking, who knows how many thousands of hours have been uploaded to YouTube? How much of that is good content? You know, 0. 0.00001%. But I bet there's something that's been uploaded in this past hour that I would really like to see. And I'll never see it because it's in the sea of information. So this is a way to qualify that sea of information. The, the white noise of information, have different people qualify it. And you'll find people that like this. You know, people like dogs, they'll like this. People that like cats, they'll like this. You know, it's it's you qualify it by what people qualify it. And then you find the patterns. You find the people who, you'll find groups of people. These All these people really like this video because it's a really good dog video. And these people over here really like this one. So it's a way to sort the white noise into color. And you find the best. And the stuff that people don't like, well, if it's really bad, well, that should be censored. If this is, you, you, that's where you find whoa, those whoa, lines. Whoa, whoa, Dan. Right when yep. you said censor, I wrote censor. Synchronicity. Uh, <laughs> I wrote Plato's censor right when you said censor. That's funny. That yeah. Keep going. Because you have to censor. You you can't have people putting up uh, pictures of uh, you know torturing animals or people or you can't have that. You you have to have laws. You can't have free speech. That's ridiculous. So find that stuff, and they do that already. You know they, they are. I don't know how they do it specifically, but I know they have they have algorithms that's, that 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 kind of find that that hard stuff, and then they have people that do it too. So they're already doing it. But here's a way to crowdsource that. Find out what should be censored. If, if it's not, if it's someone's political belief, well, don't censor that unless it involves hurting someone. You know, you don't want that. That person, if that person is is uh, going out and hurting people, well, that's what the law is for. That's why you have police. That's why you have these systems of uh, of uh, society to take care of dangerous people. But if it's just an idea you don't like, well, wait a minute, don't don't censor that necessarily. If someone acts on a bad idea, okay, take care of that. But if it's a bad idea, only bad because you don't like it, that's not necessarily bad. Anyway, they, it's a way to crowdsource this in and a way a that government can. Of that, Dan, sorry for interrupting, but a perfect example nope. of that is, is like just psychiatry in general. 
and this is this is like built into the nature of reality you're always going to have dynamics of power yes and there's going to be some people who say that that's crazy but they don't know because they don't have all the information and that's gonna, right beautiful you know yeah and yeah. and but but that's but but we can't we can't that that's that's built into existence yeah think of a society without that exactly beautiful. it has yeah. to be that yeah. way yeah, it has to be. This is what this is what Kant, this is what Kant talks about too. Kant, Kant described that, and and kind of like some of the Muslim uh, mystics talked about this that Allah actually has to do things a certain way. You know, they say that Allah is is omnipotent and um, you know, but at the same time, He has to do things in one way, and I, I look at it the way in the as a quadrant way. But, but yeah, and Kant talked about this that that our intuition of reality kind of corresponds with reality, but you're saying like, try to think of a world without space, three, three dimensions of space and one dimension of time. It has to be this way. Yeah. 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 And, and that's a, every, everything has to like, that's the way I kind of see it. It has to be, but right. Yeah. I don't know, but, but maybe you see it the same way. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I, I do. I do. And then, like I said, I, I automatically discard not discard because because I, I like thinking about it but uh, as far as having a conversation you can't bring up god if you're talking to someone that's atheist and and if you do well then you you can't get anywhere because if you say god said so and they're atheist well it's the guy with the biggest club that wins you're not gonna have an argument you're gonna fight over it so and, and, and we also don't want to dispute the idea though that sometimes there are quote-unquote crazy people but again like that, that's all a part of the matrix. It's all, it's all fine. It's all well and good. Maybe we can treat, you know, Peter people in a better way. And yeah, sometimes there's a guy who has a machine gun and he's yelling that he, that he believes in God and he's shooting people. And then yeah. they get, and sometimes it's, it's, you know, then, then you might want to take out a club and start hitting, but, that's it. Yeah. but it's like, there's so many complexities and nuances to reality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I bet you've been called crazy by talking about your thing at some point, right? Oh yeah. Or, okay. Well, me too. So if you now one of the in the theory that would be seen as something that's UV. It's beyond what they can understand. So it's perceived as crazy. It's still true, but it's UV. It's 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 not in their round, it's not in their frame of reference because they don't understand it. It's true, they just don't understand it. It's like like it's magic. So if you go to, like I said, if we go back 1700 and we had this conversation, there's no way you could convince them that it's not magic it's uv it's 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 real yeah because you've got the wires you know we've got the physics we know how to have this zoom conversation but if you don't understand how that works it's magic it's, it's UV. amazing how we take it for granted that we're talking on zoom right now we take all this yes stuff it is yeah like yeah as if as if that's normal yeah <laughs> what's going on right now in reality and i think that people are catching on to that what's going on in reality yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I got to go. I got to go now. Let's um, if you'd like what I'd like to do, I kind of like to talk about rolling this out, how, how we're going to roll this out. And I'm doing it as a magic show because there should be magic. Magic is real. So I'm, I'm kind of making fun of that by using this theory, which is only based on science. The, the whole theory of ethics is based on entropy, because that's the only thing that you can all agree on is energy. And the scientists will tell you. So entropy. Well, I, um, I don't know if we can even agree on that, but yeah. But well, okay. I'll, I'll tell you this though, there, there's a model in psychology that relates the, the four like functions of, you know, that Myers-Briggs talks about the four functions of the personality and it yeah. relates them to the four, uh, they, they call them like, uh, 
they, they call them the information metabolism elements, but, but the, oh, interesting. The, the four, the four components of reality, space, time, matter, and energy. So there needs to be those four space, time, matter, and energy, but, okay, but, but matter but, is energy. Yeah. Yeah. Equals <laughs> MC squared. But, I, but when, when you said that, that's something that we can all agree on. I just want to say this though, Scientology does, and I'm not a Scientologist, but I've studied it. They yeah. don't agree that, and they don't think that space, time, matter, and energy exist. I think. Interesting. Okay. But that's where, that's where I walk that back and go, okay, well, let's take a poll. Cause you got to have a rational, you got to have a conversation about what to do today and what to do tomorrow at some point. If you're going to talk about climate change and you're going to talk about this and that, you're going to talk about societal problems. You have to have a, you have to have something that everybody agrees on or else you're just going to be fighting. So that, that's why I say entropy is because, you know, that's, that's a scientific constant, whatever the, the, uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, point is, uh, this is going to be worth, all sorts of money. So what I'm doing, I'm, I'm having the, the magic show and we're, we're, we're throwing out this fake money, but we're going to be creating a, crypt, uh, a, a cryptocurrency. And the whole point of this is to bring in the people who are out there, maybe considered crazy, but they're right. You know, they're crazy people that are wrong. Find the crazy ones that are right. Like you, yeah. like me, like, like, uh, and I met so many people that are neuroatypical, but they're just off the charts. Brilliant. You know, way smarter than I am. And they think in ways that I, I couldn't even conceive. Well, what comes out of their brain if, if, if you buckle them down on some interesting problem that people can't figure out and you've got a whole stack of these, these people that are just, they think differently, but are so brilliant. We'll throw them the weird stuff, throw them these, see what they come up with, you know, because there's so much variety in the way people think. And then people don't think like you. You think they do. They don't think like you. They think totally different. I, I, that's one thing I've learned with this, how radically different people think. It's such a broad, different ways to think about the same thing. It's, it's very interesting to me. So, so, so Dan, is, is, is that your wife talking to you or? Yeah, yeah, I gotta get going there. But, okay. uh, hey, hey, but can we can we talk further? Because next time I want to get more into what you're working on, because I talked a lot about Quadramon on this one. I yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And I want to I want to kind of integrate them there, because because you got like I said, I'm looking through your stuff, and it's like, wow, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. We gotta talk. So let's let's have kind of a series of this. If if you're up for that, I want to kind of walk yeah. through yours, walk through mine, and I like I like what Olia Mika posts. I like yeah yeah really creative like really this guy's a, a profound thinker yes he is yes and, and i and he's posting stuff you know really really thought-provoking ideas about artificial intelligence and yeah. and just like kind of uh esoteric concepts too a philosophy what, what you're what you what, what you kind of expounded on a little bit in this talk and and i want to get more in depth on, on that and, and what you're working on in those in relation to all that Yep. Yep. We got it. We got it all there. So yeah, let's, let's, uh, we'll keep in contact here. We'll do, we'll do a bunch of these. All right. Dan. We'll have a good time. Good, good, good to meet you, Ryan. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Um.